The following podcast gimmick has been paid for by Look at the Adjective. Please allow me to adjust my pants so I can dance a good time dance. Hello and welcome to Look at the Adjective. We ain't here to podcast. We've taken the money and now we're podcasting in the Saudi League. <laughs> Get in that bag. <laughs> I am the John Mack. And as always, I'm joined by a man who spent far too much money on a titanium briefcase. A man who was number 76 on every item of clothing he owns. Let him tell you something, baby. Briefcase wanker, Mongo Mark Crowver, baby. How you doing? <laughs> you all right? Yeah, not bad. Not bad. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Uh, been one of them mad days where everything went on and then nothing went on. It was a bit of a, a half-and-half day, to be fair. Yeah. We've got some good news in the in the world of football, though. New contract for Rashi. Happy with that. Very much so. He is, he is the pièce de resistance in that team, homegrown. <laughs> it needed sorting out, didn't it? So glad we got that. Did welcome back uh, Johnny Evans as well on a short-term deal. <laughs> he knows the, what it's about. <laughs> yeah, from the penthouse to the outhouse. <laughs> Going to be paid about four hundred million for Rasmus Hoyland. Yeah, he's, uh, Johnny Evans is still better than Harry Maguire, though, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Just a bit. He, he's probably sat on a beach in fucking Falaraki fuming. <laughs> what getting arrested again? <laughs> <laughs> where was that one, Falaraki? Where was it? It was in Greece, wasn't it? Yeah, it was in Greece, but where about I can't remember. Fuck knows. Anyway. <laughs> but that's enough of footballing cretins with massive heads. It's time to take them all on train, stopping at Pratt Parkway, idiot interchange, and arriving promptly at Cretin Central. It's Cretin of the Week. Have you got one for me, Mark? Yeah, I've got a couple. A couple of, just to repeat, offenders. One of them's uh, our mate Chrissy Jezza. Not the most cretinous thing he's ever done. But uh, there's a little clip. Oh, no. <laughs> I mean, he looks like a cretin. He dances like a cretin. <laughs> but there's a little clip that was going around on the weekend. It must have been from one of his Fozzy gigs last week or something. And he's just dancing around like some, some fucking middle-aged, midlife crisis dad at a fucking pop concert. Or something. It's just <laughs> Which, to be fair, is what he is. Well, yeah, true, but... <laughs> You know, he's he's this purveyor of I'm I I know everything I know what's good and what's current and what's everything. But he just looks every bit of his age in this video, just bouncing around like he's at some sort of karaoke night. He even did the like music a, a shit, the dancing step, shit, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, he's just flabbing around though. It is like his little fake abs are just flabbing around. And stuff. He was very doughy, very doughy. <laughs> It was, um, yeah. but yeah, I mean, to be fair, he's an idiot, but this is not anywhere near as much as as a funny idiocy, as idiocy as he's come up with. But it did tickle me in here, I think. But yeah, that was just looks, a short one. It looks like he's been training with uh, Chuck Taylor, doesn't he? Proper doughy little muffin top job. <laughs> I'm fucking, I don't think anyone's as in worse shape as Chuck Taylor, are they? Fucking skinny fat. <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate skinny fat, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was just a little short one for for Chrissy Jezza. Definitely, uh, definitely one of his less egregious things, but it was quite funny. But um, you know, we referred to um, the appearance from uh, from Davy Meltzer on uh, on the Chris Van Vliet podcast the other week. 
Uh, you certainly did. It's a hot topic in the uh, world of topic. wrestling. <laughs> yeah, so he's uh, he's got a bit of stick from that. Can you believe oh, it? Really? <laughs> you know. And um, he's chirped back. <laughs> uh, basically, had a, he's had a he's had a pop at. Uh, he's actually. I think he's a little bit disrespectful to to Chris Van Vliet. To be fair, I mean, he's only asking just any question that anyone would ask, and he's basically yeah. gone. I've sat there, I've been 45 minutes into the video, I'm sat there wasting my time talking about star ratings. It's like, Dave, that's all you do, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's cultivated it. He's <laughs> cultivated it because he was going on about uh, the history oh, and the business side of things that he talked about in The Observer. Not one fucker reads it for that. No, they're there for the star ratings, aren't they? Yeah, of course and they he's just asking, Which and, is and, mental be, in the first to be, place. To be fair, I think Chris, the, Chris Van Vliet, I think he asked pretty standard questions. I don't think he was... He didn't go beyond the line or anything like that. He wasn't like aggressive with the questions. They were very open ended and stuff like that. And he's yeah. he's obviously uh, he's obviously not taken too kindly to it. And he's also come up with a little excuse saying, uh, "My God, was it? My son's dog's died son's or something." Dog has died about half uh, hour before recording. And he's like, "It's like if it was that if it was that big deal, just don't do it then." <laughs> it's all right. I've got a credit and a stepchild who kicks off half hour before I record. But you know, <laughs> here we are. It. <laughs> but he's just, he's just. I think he was a little bit disrespectful to to Chris Ramsey. I don't think he was out of line or anything like that. Just normal questions. And he was, if anything, he was trying to make it quite lighthearted. He was trying to go, yeah, yeah. you know, you know, from the clips I've seen. And he's obviously taken to it quite offensively because, oh my, my precious star rating. You can't question my star ratings and all this. I just think he's he, what what could have just been a lighthearted interview. He just made it come across as he's made it into a thing and he? he's made it into some sort of drama there's just no need for it it's what he does he just i don't think he realizes he's doing it he's fun he fans the flames of other shit and now he's sort of accidentally done it himself for his own shit and it's like you know this is you we're talking about here dave you know yeah. got to make it into more of a drama he's a fucking imbecile yeah i just thought i just thought i mean i i Last week we were on about some of the clips of it. And it's like, oh, it wasn't the worst thing he's ever done. It seemed like it was in good good spirits, but he's he's obviously not seen it that way. <laughs> no, <laughs> but yeah, I just think he, he he's just a, he's just a moron, and he he's just an absolute moron. This guy, <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's, it's not no for him. It's he's just <laughs> I can't I can't get over him. He's like, and and everyone says he's a journalist, which you know. Journalism, by definition, is reporting the news, reporting the facts, whatever. But yeah. the way he talks, you go, can he really write? And then you read his his written sort of prose, and it's just the ramblings. It's it. He sort of <laughs> writes how he talks. It's like yeah, um, it's like uh... fucking eighty lines and no full stop, and it's just. And it's not, just you, you don't learn anything from it. <laughs> There's no, nothing to just, learn just, from it. <laughs> The most tangential fucker I've ever met. Never met him, thing, you know, ever seen. There was another thing from him that I've just remembered off the top of my head, actually. There must have been some sort of broadcast issue with, with I think it was Rampage the other night, or it might have been Battle of the Belts or whatever they All had. Right. And, um, they had, like, four shows on last week or something. Yeah, they had, they had like, colli- they had like Ram- Dynamite, Rampage, Collision, then Battle of the Belts straight after that, so it was a packed week. And there must have been some sort of feed issue with with one of the matches. I think it was the women's title match, Tony Storm and that Taya Valkyrie. 
I'm not sure if they. I think that the TV, some some areas might have missed the finish or something like that. And he's come out on the uh, Observer and he said, I, t- "I, t- I personally text Tony saying you've got to tell the people about the finish. You can't let that run you know, like this." And it's like, I'm pretty sure they were going to do it, mate. You, know, you don't need to put your two feet in. <laughs> I mean, Tony Khan's a bit simple, but I think he knows that you know the finish of the match is quite important. <laughs> but he was—he just put it on the observer. He's like, I text him personally. I was like, you need to get that. You need to tell the audience because we don't know if they missed it and all this. It's like he's a businessman. He, I'm pretty sure he knows what to do. And he, yeah, I mean, maybe not successful businessman. You could argue that, but I think he knows what he's doing in terms of if a feed cut out, he's obviously going to tell people. I don't. I think they did anyway. Like right towards the end of the show or something. So I don't think they needed David Meltzer to pipe up and tell them. <laughs> This is this is the thing with him now, and he and he makes he makes a point of saying like I've texted him personally yeah. because there's no way on God's earth he had this access to Vince and was like in that. to any any other promotion or was embraced by any other promotion. No one ever put oh so Pat Patterson won Booker of the Year or fucking Cornet won Booker of the Year on Smoky Mountain or anything like that. Whoever, no one gave a shit. I mean, they might have give a shit in private, but it was never a thing. He's like. This is my time to shine, boys. The thing is, though, Tony Khan's done himself a disservice there only by getting so close to him now that he's starting to to get in touch with him personally, trying to tell him how to run his business and blah, blah, blah. It's like, this is why you don't get involved with this guy. He's, just, he's taking too many liberties, I think, at this point. 100%. 100%. This is why he champions it so hard, because they're finally the only people who have given him the credence he feels he deserves. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought I just I could forgot I forgot about that one. It just popped into my head as we were just chatting about him. But he, there's so many things that he does in a week that you just like some things will just pass you by. <laughs> like I know, he's always so active. <laughs> he is he is the gift that keeps on giving, old Davy Meltzer. So is Jezza, <laughs> to be fair. Not, yeah. not so much this year. No, he's been relatively quiet this year. To be fair to him, I let him off a little bit. But I Meltzer think the one that came there. out of the woodwork for me this year is Alvarez with his toxicity. Definitely. Man. <laughs> yeah, that was my he's, that was my view. He seems a bit more calculated though, Alvarez, because like Meltzer just seems just simple. <laughs> yeah, Alvarez plays the long game, doesn't he? He's he's, yeah. he's trying to trying to be sneaky behind the scenes. I think <laughs> Richard Hammond, Richard Hammond. <laughs> so I've got another repeat offender. It is. It's like it's like classic week this week. <laughs> One half's back. You've missed him, but he's back. Bro. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Old Vincey Russo's back. Bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Classic Vince Russo burying himself statement, as always. He's put out out this corking tweet. Reading some of the comments today from quote-unquote professional wrestlers, man, they have gotten so far away from what wrestling once was. I've been saying this for years. If you want this to be real, then just go out there and do it for real. Let's see how tough you really are. So so he's just (laughs) said in in the same fucking sentence, you've gotten far away from what wrestling was. Go and do it for real. Wrestling was never done for real. 
<laughs> what, does he want to just worked. become MMA fighters then? <laughs> yeah, it was worked, and, but made to look real. What an absolute moronic statement. This guy is so obsessed with saying, the brawl for all was a great idea, bro. <laughs> and he's like, he's trying to get it back over. What a and, fucking uh, moron. He's an idiot. He's an he absolute idiot. utter shit. He doesn't know what he... <sighs> The thing is, I think I I think like I know he's been involved with wrestling for 15, 20, 30 years, even whatever it is. I generally think I could turn up at Raw, or you could turn up at Raw or SmackDown tomorrow, and put together a more coherent wrestling show than he could. Like the guy doesn't have a scooby what he's going on about. <laughs> no, and his version of real is like the Jerry Springer bullshit. Yeah, when has he ever booked anything that was fucking real? Apart from the <laughs> brawl for all, which was legitimately real. But was fucking wank. <laughs> it was terrible. That's the problem, isn't it? You can't you can't put over who you want to put over. If someone's a hard bastard and then they've got no fucking talent or they've got no personality, there's no money to be made, is there? So that's why it don't work. <laughs> yeah, but no, none of them would train for a shoot. Do you know no. what I mean? Like for a shoot competition, MMA fighters camp for months. Yeah. Yes, yeah, so you mentioned Springer, like <laughs> widely known as one of the most fake shows ever. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean, it's it's fake as fuck. It's a work show, exactly. It's a work show, and he and he was worked by Springer, exactly. I think so he was just... fucking real. <laughs> so he just he just he just sums himself up, doesn't he? Just like he's a massive fan of that, but he's like he wants to be real. And I'm not sure you're on the right page there, Vincey boy. It's a fucking cretin. <laughs> Imagine though, obviously these are they're not trained, like you said. If they just went out there and had it had it one day, they're all just scrapping. How many injuries would he get? How many, you know what I mean, concussions and do you know what I mean? It just it just wouldn't work, would it? Especially how much they work, like three hundred days a year they they're they're on the road or whatever, or maybe less now, but it's just not gonna work, is it? No. You're fucking <laughs> absolute moron. Don't go out and do it for real, guys. Just make it more believable in the way you work. That's exactly. all it is. Exactly. <laughs> it's like now they do things like for real, like them chopping the fuck out of each other, but it looks shit. I know. Because it's all, yeah. co- it, they're still choreographing it, aren't they? They're still, going, they're still sort of mm. tensing themselves up so it doesn't hurt as much or what have you. But I don't even know how to properly work anyway. I know. That's all Vinnie Roo. He's back, Vincey Russo. Hopefully we don't have to see him again because I fucking hate talking about that. Press. He's a novice. He's just an idiot. Really <laughs> just a little quick one. A lot of the, IWC yeah. have been up in up in arms this week. Well, in the last sort of few days, because David Benoit was on yeah. on the front row of Collision, and yeah. I just thought it might be pertinent because obviously you know his his dad's on what we watch. Yeah, but this kid—I mean, he's not a kid now; he's thirty. But this poor sod, that it all, he's, yeah. he's, done, he's done nothing wrong, and people are giving him shit, and punk punk give him a hug or something, and people are giving people shit for that, and it's like. This fucker did nothing. He did literally matter. nothing. He just, he's he got just, to live with that. It's the name in it, and he, he bears a, a striking resemblance to his dad. Mm. And that's, you know, it's not fair. He, he's not involved with anything. It, do you know what I mean? He's just trying to live his life. He obviously loves wrestling. Obviously. You know, you know he's, he's, I think he's quite close with Jericho and a few others. They've looked after him and stuff like that. So well, fair fucking play to him if he wants to go to a show. And fair play to Punk for giving him, you know, a bit of love. You know, it's the guy's done nothing wrong ever. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think it's I think it's disgusting that people are giving him shit for something his dad did like sixteen years ago, which was deplorable yeah. as fuck. But you know, the the kid was like fourteen. 
Yeah. And nowhere, nowhere near, near it, nowhere near the situation. No, didn't even live with he's him, did he? So. As well, and he? he's lost his brother and you know the, the stepmom and, and his dad. dad. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, re- regardless of what you know, we all think of Chris Benoit as a human. He never saw that, did he? It was his dad. Yeah. So that's it. I just thought I'd bring that up because I just thought it was fucking disgusting by certain people. Really yeah. was. That's just that's what you come to expect though from some of these fucking gremlins on fucking Twitter though, don't you? They're absolutely horrible little bastards. <laughs> but on a lighter note, <laughs> we've got a returning favourite. <laughs> Who is it? It's another Woo Watch. Woo! So uh, old Rick <laughs> he started his week in Tampa with his new right. best mate. Who's that then? It's old Travis Barker from Blink-182. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Rick, Rick was living at large at a Blink-182 show. <laughs> was he backstage? <laughs> he certainly was, in his classic attire of black and gold flowered blazer, silk, <laughs> cream chinos. He's got, he must have a full wardrobe of those fucking rascal oh, yeah. jackets. <laughs> Lo- loafers with no socks, obviously. <laughs> of course. <laughs> he was loving it, but... But then he must have had such a mad time at Blink Eighty Two. He had to go to the. He had to go to church on Sunday. <laughs> church. And there's a, there's a picture of him with uh, Father Andrew. Right. He's got more gold than Mister T around his neck at the moment. Ric Flair on this, no blazer, <laughs> and he's just put. Father Andrew says, "There's still hope for me." Woo. <laughs> I'm not sure about that. <laughs> I can categorically. State right now, there is no fucking hope for you, Rick. <laughs> not not after how he ended his week. <laughs> oh no, not how he ended his week. So, as you recall, Rick is a shiller of the highest order. Yeah, we had the shitty gold chains. We had the ice hockey fucking flare wolf car insurance. Yeah. We had woo wings. Mont Evis. And we also had Ric Flair drip. Now he's taken over the energy drink world. We've got Woo Energy. <laughs> Creative as usual. <laughs> I'm not joking. And he's got a little golf cart. And he's got two girls who are about 18, 19 on it in a very tight shorts and tight little boob tubes saying, taking over Tampa, Woo Energy. Oh, so. God. I would have been doing you, myself, and our listeners a disservice to not look into Woo Energy. <laughs> I and think you're right. Luckily, it's answered that age-old question. Who the fuck is Chad Bronstein? <laughs> Nobody ever knew. <laughs> that is a question that we've all wanted to know for a long time. Who is Chad Bronstein? <laughs> I'll get to that. <laughs> Ric Flair has a new mushroom-infused energy drink called Woo Energy. (laughs) Mushroom? What the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't, don't even know, honestly. (laughs) Karma Hold Company and LGNDS have partnered with Ric Flair for a new mushroom-infused energy drink called Woo Energy. The blend contains Lion's Mane, Cardiceps, Chager, turkey tail, shiitake mushrooms, meitake mushrooms, and rishi mushrooms. Woo Energy is also blended with taurine, L-theanine, 
and Gotu Cola extract. So it's available in dragon fruit, lemon, and strawberry banana flavors. Among the benefits, apparently, it, it, it looks like <laughs> it helps support your immune. <laughs> it's not got Monevist in it, has it? <laughs> and probably Ric Flair drip and, you know, some of that gold. It, 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 fuck yeah. it helps support the immune and cognitive functions and prevents jitters or sugar crashes. So we know Rick's going to be drinking the fuck out of it because he's jittery. <laughs> he's as got well. all of them. <laughs> I know. We get a quote from old Chad Bronstein. <laughs> who is the chairman and president of Karma Hold Company. Ah, so he's, this has been in the works for a while then. Well, yeah. Woo is more than Ric Flair's iconic catchphrase. It's synonymous with celebration. It symbolizes energy, excitement and achievement. It's transcended wrestling and is now part of pop culture, says Chad. And with, woo en- and with woo energy, we get to share Rick's limitless energy with the world. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Flair has also worked with Bronstein on the Ric Flair drip line of cannabis in partnership with Tyson 2.0. Oh, fucking hell. Serious business partners, aren't they? <laughs> six cans of this, a six-pack, will cost you the equivalent of about 25 quid. Fucking hell. Who the fuck's buying that? <laughs> $30, about 20, 23, 25 quid. Fuck He's me. He's trying to get on that, that sort of like energy drink craze, you know, like the Prime and stuff like that. He's probably trying to get involved with that stuff. Can't see this one working, though. <laughs> I mean, Prime tastes like fucking yak piss anyway. It's fucking <laughs> I actually tried it the other day. It was absolutely rotten. <laughs> so uh can't imagine uh, mushroom-infused energy drinks are going to be much better. <laughs> Fucking mushroom flavoured. <laughs> what the fuck is that all about? I, I, I like a mushroom as much as the next guy. Have them in my tea. Not my yeah. actual drinking tea. I mean, my tea as in my dinner, whatever yeah. you guys call it. Put Food at the end of fry, bolognese, whatever. Yeah, man. <laughs> Carbonara, fucking all sorts of shit, lasagna. But not in my drink. No. I won't be drinking that. Mushroom <laughs> soup, love that. Yep. Again, not as a nice, refreshing energy drink. No, thank you. <laughs> can you imagine the fucking crash you'd have on that after you drank know. a can of that? You'd be fucking wooing and strutting and fucking <laughs> touching up fucking air hostesses, and then you're just like you'd be you'd be in bed <laughs> for four days. You fucked. <laughs> it's got it's got real parts of Ric Flair in it. Every bottle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you can only have it if you're eighteen and up. <laughs> Unlike Rick. Flair's favourite. <laughs> Normally likes it under, doesn't he? <laughs> allegedly. I mean, I don't. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't confirm that was Lawler. Allegedly. <laughs> so, who are we going for? Because we have had we have had a this bro segment. We have had a we watch segment, but they are involved as a whole with credit of the week. Rick is. We've left it for a bit, but this was too good to be true. <laughs> Another think, another shit product. I don't know. I think I think Melt has been a bit cunty this week again. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean that's just standard for old David. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'm not sure actually. It's but it's different types of credit, isn't it? I think I think Vince is Vince Russo. You know that statement just makes moronic. no sense. <laughs> moronic, absolutely moronic. I'm not I wonder sure. why I didn't put this across when uh, you know he was consulting. 
Oh yeah, not only the WWE period. but also the network. <laughs> um, I think it's either Vince or uh, Davey. What do you reckon? I'll, I'll give you the deciding vote. I think we should go twos up and have a joint winner. <laughs> I'm happy with that. I'm more than happy to give it to both of them. The duly dumb fucks of Dispro Vince Russo and dipshit Davey Meltzer. Cretins of the week. Well done, boys. <laughs> so now we get to the uh, bread and butter of the matter, the meat and veg. Meat and veg. <laughs> as nobody says. <laughs> we are in the Superdome, New Orleans, Louisiana. Good old NOLA. 13th of January, 1997. It's some nitrosity. kicked off and we've got a leather clad giant kicking off <laughs> i know yeah in the middle of the fucking entrance package wasn't it breaking down doors and stuff like that it was, it was a bit yeah. sudden wasn't it <laughs> i know i can't believe that he ruined he ruined my little bit of larry zabisco that i love on a week when he's being you know slightly racist misogynistic and <laughs> an all-round cunt <laughs> uh it starts it starts hot though doesn't it he bursts in he's you know, everyone's security guards, NWO getting in the middle. Hogan's just at the back. You know, yeah, all the all the little gimpy ones are at like fake Sting and fucking Vincent and all <laughs> yeah. these gimps are trying to fight him off. <laughs> fucking Hogan's just at the back having a cigar or something, and he's he's yelling at Hogan saying he's a coward, blah blah blah. Because because we didn't know this at this point, but we got told a little bit afterwards that apparently Hogan's refusing to 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 put the title on the line against him at the sold out. Yeah. yeah, so obviously Giant's a bit hot. He's fuming. It's a fucking massive crowd, though. You know, when we go, when we actually get into the arena, and it's hot as fuck. Yeah, it was. It was a really good crowd, actually. <laughs> Apparently, the Giant had his own cameraman. Yeah, it's not really irrele- It's not really relevant, is it? We didn't need that information, don't we? Insert Brandon Cutler joke here. <laughs> we could have done with him during Brawl Out, couldn't we? Fucking hell. <laughs> Could have saved us some trouble. <laughs> Wearing his fucking Gaza face mask. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a fucking hot start to the to the night. We get straight into it. 
we get a little bit of a fucking oh, everyone like you know we finally started Tony and Larry trying to just calm the situation down, get into the first match. Bit of JL. Would you, would you want them two fuckers calming you down? Not really. No. <laughs> Not Shivani. No. She annoys me. <laughs> oh, Grog is so happy to be here. <laughs> what a night in our sport. <laughs> yeah, loves it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we get into our first match pretty quickly after that. It's JL, Jerry Lynn in a mask <laughs> versus Chavo. As when I saw I saw the match, I thought, hang on, well, okay, this might be all right, actually. Give Chavo maybe a bit of rebuild, something like that. Yeah, um, me too, because like, Jerry Lynn's usually good value and so is Chavo, to be fair. Yeah, because I was thinking, the last few weeks, Chavo's been been dealt a bit of a shit hand, hasn't he? He's been involved in pretty much Maligned, squash matches. Yeah. And I'm thinking, yeah. ah, see, I don't think he deserves that. I think he deserves a little bit of a cruiserweight push or what have you. So I was thinking, oh, this could be quite good. Fucking fast pace to start things off, wasn't it? Chavo was very much so, yeah. Chavo was fired up, which was quite nice to see. Actually, there was um, a springboard outside by Chavo uh, quite early on, and JL's head hit the floor with a sickening thud. Yes, it did. Yes, <laughs> I was thinking did. that could be a concussion. <laughs> I don't think there's any cud about it. <laughs> Uh, although they don't think they had much of the concussion protocol at the time, did they? No. <laughs> so he'd probably just wrestle the next night anyway. Or do you reckon this one? Because I thought it was an all right start. Re- not amazing or anything like that. But... No, it was it was all right. I mean, I don't get why Jerry Lynn's in a mask. I don't get that. They do that with everyone, though, don't they? <laughs> just like just to make them look exotic, I think. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Looks like some sort of anime superhero. Yeah, it's an odd choice. <laughs> we get some good stuff though. I mean, we get a seven point yeah. seven by Chavo on the steamboat. Nice, not bad. Anything above Obviously seven? Obviously not. Anything above seven, not top tier like his uh, uncles, no. but you know, still not bad for a yeah. for a youngster. Nice tilt a wheel head scissors by Chavo. Yeah, nice drop kick in a Pescado. <laughs> Lynn did like a massive top rope splash outside and he lands on his knee and sells it and it looked like he'd legitimately twatted his knee, obviously. Yeah, yeah. looked like he'd fucking blown his knee up, didn't he? There was a bit of a stinker of a hurricane rana. It looked yeah, nasty. it was botchy. It was botchy yeah. on it. I thought it, I thought it was a little bit sloppy. But Towards the end it was... got a bit messy, didn't it? But it was, it, the start was all right. Yeah, I didn't mind it. I mean, when you're doing sort of lucha high-flying stuff, you kind of got to go in with a... Yeah, there's going to be some sloppy shit. There's going to be the odd botch. Yeah. And it was nowhere near as botchy as these days. Yeah. Because they're not no. doing as much shit, if you know what I mean. There's not, not in, as much room for error. Yeah, I didn't mind it. What did you think? Yeah, I thought it was all right. I think these these are the best ways to start Nitro. Just something quick, something nice, fast-paced, just to get you going. I think these are... I always enjoy it where they start with a match similar to this. And I think it was quite nice to see Chavo get back in this sort of winning column. I know Jerry Lynn's talented and stuff like that, but they're not doing out with him, so it doesn't really matter, does it? So it's, it's, I thought it's met off Jerry Lynn. Yeah, I mean he, that, that 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 Frankenstein sort of Hurricane Rana type thing that was like you said that was that was a bit silly, that was a bit messy. That I didn't like the look of that. Um, maybe did hurt his knee. Maybe, uh, but it was like I said, it was nice to see Chavo get back on track. Hopefully, he gets a little bit of a little bit of a push, maybe a few wins under his belt, maybe gets himself back in the title picture for the Cruiserweight, something like that. Well, let's um, hope so. Yeah. Um, we followed that up, though, with something quite sickening. Was it the pubic enema flogging a Luger shirt? Yeah. <laughs> Makes no fucking sense at all. I know. 
And it's just their shirt. It's just them. You know, I I wouldn't want them to sell me anything. (laughs) Never had a t-shirt. I mean, I don't think Luger's like the the greatest salesman. (laughs) No, not quite, but just have him wearing it. Don't get them. Yeah, don't get them. Just have him wearing it. it. New Luger (laughs) t-shirt. You could look like the total package. Yeah, it's easy, isn't it? Easy. (laughs) You know, marketing department, me and they come on. <laughs> uh, we get back from that pretty rubbish uh, ad break uh, or advert they put on. Uh, Tony and Larry sort of recap the start of the show, for, show a couple of little clips. Larry had a good little thing actually. He said he said that the giant needs more in his arsenal than the choke slam. Go to Piper, learn the sleeper because he knows that that works yeah. on Hogan. So now and again, he comes out with some little nuggets of you know. Yeah, he does he have just, it in him. He's just cold. a bit of a knob. <laughs> he's oh, he's a massive, he's a massive Farage cunt, isn't he? He's a prick. He's Brexit as fuck half the time. But he does come out with some, like, you know, some stuff, some like good, like tactics in a way. You know, in very covers. Um, Every woman ever is shat on him at some point. <laughs> yeah, he hates women. He thinks they're going to nick all his money and all that, do they? <laughs> he's probably had about four marriages or something. They've all absolutely rinsed him dry. Yeah. He's got a solid gold day date on his hand. Yeah, that's so, been pawned by now, surely. Of course it has. <laughs> You'll see him on that pawn stars. He'll go in yeah. and like that big fat old man will be like, Nope, I'll give you I'll give you two grand. <laughs> uh, but yeah, after that uh, rare bit of quality from Larry, <laughs> we get Jim Duggan coming out and he gets a fucking belt of reaction, to be fair. <laughs> absolute yeah, belt. Absolute mega pop, it's ridiculous. <laughs> It was virgin on Tarrant, but something else happened that we'll get to that was definitely bigger. But Gene grabs a quick... Gene was busy tonight. He grabs a quick word with, with Jim. here at World Championship Wrestling and doing something about the NWO. Congratulations. Are these new colors, the purple and yellow? Who better believe they're new colors, purple and gold of the WCW. You know, a man can only stand so much. And I was in the back watching the NWO run wild over WCW. Somebody had to do something about it. And that somebody was Hackstar Jim Duggan. So I set aside the American flag and pick up the banner on the WCW! All right, sir, how about two thumbs up for Hacksaw Jim Tucker? Well, one other thing, Gene, I can't do it alone. I'm a brand man enough to admit that I need help. But Sting, where are you? Be a man, come up forward. Don't be so wishy-washy. Stay in WCW or NWO. Be a man, Sting. So was I busy time stamping the bastards. <laughs> um, and Gene's like, I'm so, I'm so glad someone's finally grabbed the bull by the horns and all this, just because what? Just because he swung a flag around last week. <laughs> you know I mean? it's, just, it's, it's just a metaphor, but seriously, it happened. <laughs> I've got him. <laughs> Duggan says a man can only stand so much. Says he has to, he had to do something about it, but he needs some help. Fair enough, not too bad for Duggan, to be fair. And he's like, he had a little pop at Sting, and he's thinking, hang on, here we go. Ooh. We've seen this before. <laughs> I know. I'll be slagging Sting off, mate. Uh, you're not, you're not going to, that's not going to work, is it? He <laughs> uh, gets in the ring. He's scheduled to face a returning Super Calo, which was quite nice to hear that he was back. But, but then you know he's facing that. Duggan. 
and you go, nah. hmm. But hmm. we didn't get that, though, did we? <laughs> no. <laughs> what did we get, Mark? So we got, to be fair, it fucking popped me because it was out of absolute nowhere. It was just it was like Duggan's in the ring looking, but he's buzzing, he's happy. But the camera was, work was quite good because he barely saw it. And then all of a sudden, yeah. death drop, stings there, fucking big, massive, massive pop again. Not quite. It's never been more over with, with no. me than this, especially <laughs> that. I know. <laughs> that was it. That Sting's never been more of a legend than when he just, he just dropped Hello. Duggan just out of nowhere. <laughs> If I ever meet Sting ever, like at a convention or anything, be like, do you remember that time when you death dropped Chuck Duggan? That was and brilliant. Shake his cheers, <laughs> cheers, mate. Thanks for that. No, it was fucking class. To be fair, crowd's absolutely loving it. Fuck it. No, no one has a fucking clue what's going on. I'm loving it. Yeah, I'm sure you were loving it as well. Watching it, it was just class. The shocking thing for me was Duggan sold it. Yeah, not as long <laughs> as he probably should have done though. He was back on. No, he was. He was up. Yeah, that was a bit annoying. He was back up his feet about ten seconds. Like, ah, come on, just stay down. And I was thinking, oh, God, he's going to fucking have the match afterwards as well. And I'm thinking, please don't do that, because that just completely ruins the moment. But we didn't, it didn't 100%. happen, thankfully. <laughs> but, yeah, that was that was a really good little mini sort of segment. I, thought, I thought, even thought Duggan's interview wasn't that bad, which is saying something. No, um, when, he, when, he, when he has something to get into, instead of just gibbering on about USA and Hull, you know, he's, he's, he's not bad. That, that one he did... When Hogan turned wasn't bad. Yeah, it was quite good. Best, yeah. best thing I've seen him do. But yeah. apparently Sting's jump ship, or he's not jump ship, who fucking knows? But it's Sting intriguing as fuck. <laughs> Sting trig. That's it. Trade back. To coin a phrase, yeah. And I put that on Twitter the other day or something. Yeah. Patent pending, <laughs> I heard. Yeah, man. <laughs> we have to get the patent in, otherwise Jericho will use it in his feud. <laughs> What, the Ocho? <laughs> the Ocho. Speaking of which, he's up next. Yeah. <laughs> so we get a standby match. Sergeant Craig Pittman, a very rare appearance for him these days. Very rare these days, yeah. Pyro. Main event Pyro for him, which is just ridiculous. <laughs> Waste of money. Was it me or did he look behind him like, oh, fucking hell, I've got Pyro. <laughs> <laughs> I think it, oh, yeah, he's just a bit of a shock yeah. to the system. No, he didn't have Teddy with him. I think they've sort of just split up now, I think, have they, uh, at this point? Um, yeah, probably. Probably because he just know, got thrown out of there last minute. Who <laughs> um, But he's against the good Jericho at this point still. <laughs> Come on, baby! <laughs> this was very short. <laughs> but yeah, about, about a minute long squash, really. <laughs> yeah, wasn't really much to it. I mean, we learned that Jericho's fight facing Chono at sold out, which might be all right. Which could be all right, yeah. Yeah, we saw we saw them have a match the other week, a few weeks ago. What it was it? It was an ODQ. Was it was, it was a disqualification for Chono, yeah. and, and it sort of nothing really came of it. Yeah, wheel kick, clothesline, shoulder charges, missile drop kick off the top three. Beauty of a missile drop kick, to be fair. Oh yeah, short sweep. Pittman's just jobbing. Yeah. I guess. I mean, so. did it did his job, didn't it? It got Jericho another win under his belt. Celebrates with a kid in an NWO shirt, though. Yeah, oh, I, I a lot of NWO shirts. A lot of NWO shirts. <laughs> there was. The They're getting hot as hell. Aren't... Oh, they already were, aren't they? But anyway, but they, there was a lot of shirts in the crowd. To be fair, yeah, I don't think Jericho quite scanned the audience properly there when he was choosing that <laughs> kid to got celebrate. To <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> uh, but then we get um, get a tag team match again. A team that we like, we very rarely see. High voltage or low voltage, as we like to call them, <laughs> come oh, out. They are shit. 
<laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I think it was Larry and Tony that were trying their best to put these guys over, weren't they? But it's just not working. Um, so it's high voltage versus Harlem and Sherry back in the quintessential. Yep, and talking Looking. smack, one of the best entrances ever. It's it's class. It's absolutely class. This one, I I thought this, I thought um, high voltage got a bit too much in it. I don't know if it's just yeah. me. Um, no, I said, I said. That. <laughs> I mean, to be when it first started, I thought Harlem Heat was going to dominate here. Booker started it off, a few stiff back elbows, clubbing shots, scoop slam. Yeah, um, it was stiff and aggressive when it started. Booker. Yeah, it was nice. It was good to be fair. I liked it. I think the blonde one didn't come off the ropes quick enough, so we didn't you know have the momentum to go over. It was a bit yeah. third. They're their shit though, aren't they? Because you, you could expect that sort of thing when you're fucking putting them in. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why you don't put like top quality guys in with absolute shitters, because it's gonna make them look shit as well, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Unless it's like two minutes squash done. Yeah. Unless it's literally all just dominance. You don't need to you know, there's no cooperation really. Was the dark-haired one hit a nice slingshot leg drop. I mean, I, I can't really say much else about him. Uh, but then we go backstage, and the big angry giant has invaded the NWO locker room again. Pointless, this Hogan... bit, I thought. He was going to get a title shot. I thought he had a light. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't no lights out there, baby. Somebody no forgot to tell him to get a title shot. You got to have a contract. I don't believe it. You know, this whole deal, man, it's not about who's best because we know the NWO is the best in the psychology. It's the psych, the intimidation. Did you say something about dumb? Duh and dumb. That's oh. him. He <laughs> put the. There's no way Hogan dresses in an NWO locker room. He definitely has his own own locker room. Yeah. A bit like Terry, 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 can we get you out of your, your five star room and you, you, your massage and everything? We need to do this segment, Terry. Uh, I don't know about that, brother. <laughs> it's got one of them big gold stars that says Hulk on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> Definitely. I'll be, I'll be in my trailer, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, like Bischoff sat there, like, it was just a repeat of the first bit, whatever. He was just pushing him away. Yeah. He's like, oh, you're a coward, you're a coward. Bischoff's laughing, having a, they're all, you know, they're all. He didn't even get a contract. <laughs> it's like, I'm pretty sure he signed a contract for the, the Battle Royale. Yeah. Did he not? <laughs> and then and then Hogan goes, oh, the NWO are best at psychology and intimidation. I'm like, oh, by saying that, you've just completely negated any intimidation that you could get. <laughs> and your psychology is woeful, mate. <laughs> it actually is. <laughs> oh, I just thought uh, I thought it was just a bit pointless, really. I didn't think it was really needed. I thought the first bit was quite good when they started the show. Yeah. Don't think we needed it again. That's the problem <laughs> with the NWO because if it's if they do one good thing, it's like right, we need to just like force them in somewhere. Yeah, yeah definitely. We uh, we come Should back we get... to the ring though. Absolute beauty of a Harlem sidekick by Booker. Yeah, picture perfect. Always. Match starts to break down a little bit. Sort of, it's, it's getting a bit messy at this point, actually. And then Stevie Stevie Ray gets one on his shoulders, and Booker hits an absolute corker of a missile drop kick as well. Like, fucking hang time on that, and he gets the free. It was beautiful. <laughs> They're bringing out some new sort of finishing moves every week at the minute, Harlow, which is quite quite good. This one was called the Heat Seeker, which I thought was quite a cool name for it as well because it's a missile drop kick, heat seeker, heat seeker missile. Yeah, it was good. That was pretty decent. Like I put here, I think Harlem gave low voltage a bit too much. 
but it was inoffensive and a nice win for Harlem. NWO bullshit mid-match. It does make sense because you wouldn't sort of format a kickoff to a break sort yeah. of in between matches because it looks it looks a bit Too staged stagey. and loses sort of yeah. urgency, doesn't it? But yeah. again, but I didn't see why we had to do it again. So. Just give it a bit of time. Do it later on in the show or something like that. It only just happened like twenty minutes before. That's the only thing. It's just like yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's one of them, I think. He's like one of them drunk guys who's, who's had a do with his missus, the giant, and he keeps going back every 10 minutes. Fucking Sandra, let me in, you knob. <laughs> <laughs> You've locked me out. I've got to sleep in this shed. <laughs> we move on. We do get a little bit of a thing with, with Tony and Larry. They're saying the uh, the WCW executive committee have had, uh, yeah. been having conversations and there uh, there's going to be a decision made tonight on the title picture we'll get to that later obviously there was an nwo t-shirt ad weren't there and yeah and and an ad for the saturday night show but we're saying it was 25 dollars plus six dollars shipping that's 31 dollars in 1997 for a t-shirt just for inflation like 100 quid now isn't it (laughs) wow that's insanity I don't know. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't even that nice of a t-shirt either, really. It wasn't like the classic, just NWO, just like, you know what you're getting out of it. Um, and also, that Luger one was shit as well. <laughs> like, pixelated him racking somebody. They went the pro wrestling tees, were they? Fucking hell. <laughs> one hour print, or whatever they call it. But then after that, we get the NWO music hitting. It was another one of them where it's like the crowd pops, and then you see it's just Bischoff, Vincent, and DiBiase. And you think, ah, <laughs> just a bit deflated. <laughs> Absolute deflation from that crowd. It was like just letting a balloon down slowly, wasn't it? Oh, yes. Uh, it's probably Hogan, Nash, Hall. Ah, it's these three. The, the three probably <laughs> least. I mean, DBS is good, but he doesn't really do anything, does he? Um, not anymore, no. <laughs> uh, so they come out and they, they take over comms. Not even arguing anymore. They just give that headset over, don't they? <laughs> I don't get it though, because like surely Larry is equal to DiBiase in the terms that they're both sort of ex wrestlers. And yeah. Shivani shouldn't be scared of Bischoff and, no. and Vincent's fuck all, really, isn't it? I suppose. It's just odd. I suppose in story, t- well, even realistic as well, I suppose, but in story terms, Bischoff's his boss, I guess, isn't he still? So it's like, I don't know, like, and Shivani's like a company, almost like a company man, and he doesn't want to lose it. I don't know, something like that, just like a bit of cowardice around that. But Oh, true, yeah, I didn't look here like that. But yeah, they come over, grab the headsets, and they go, look at our boy Stinger and all this again, obviously still referring, you know, they they still think they've got Sting in the bag. They're alluding to that. Um, and then they show some Great. footage of his recent actions. Yeah, it was like an acid trip, fucking fear and loathing kind of weird video. Yeah. It was a great line by Larry before he fucked off. And he said, like, oh, shut up, Bischoff. When this all blows up, you'll be mowing Vern Gagne's lawn again. <laughs> I thought it was great. He's, he's had two caucus tonight, old Larry. <laughs> uh, yeah, true. But, yeah, obviously they, they, were, they show that that footage of – well, not footage. It was like a package of Sting. But it was all right, to be fair. It was better than the fucking held it out for a hero thing they did. Oh, uh, my God. That's got to be the fucking worst thing ever. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it sort of showed off some of the, the more darker side of what he's been doing recently, and it it does make it does when you show it in like that sense, it's like yeah, well, he probably is NWO, but it's like there's still those little smatterings of is he or isn't he? It's still so intriguing. Same because they they put that video on. Is that not? A, do you reckon that's a video made by the NWO for Sting? 
Yeah. Where probably. the other one's made by WCW, if you think, because it's like which side of the defense is yeah, kind of so thing. Trying to, yeah, trying to sort of see where he's at. Because obviously they, they obviously they don't have him secured, so they're just trying to pull the wool over everyone's eyes, aren't they? So but then we get yeah. uh, someone that so again, someone they someone they uh they've secured, um, according to last week's negotiations. DDP's coming out. Smells do like you, yoga. <laughs> do you know the real reason? Why Hall wasn't on the show last week? Was it a DUI or something? No. No, a house show. Right. According to Mr. Big Sexy himself. <laughs> they, had a, they had a three-way tag match with the nasties and the faces. Right. And it all got a bit stiff, and Jerry Sags kicked fuck out of Scott Hall. And, yeah. Really? Apparently so. Wow. And uh, they were going to fire his tags, but Hall said, it was his. Well, Nash said it was Hall's call, and he said no. He thinks he's right. Oh, I've heard it. I've heard it on K. It's on mm. K. Fab commentaries, isn't it? Yeah, I've heard it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I didn't. Obviously, I didn't know that that was sort of coincided with that. But um, that was just not. That was me just being uh, <laughs> alluded to Hall's dark past. Then when it was it a DUI? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> was he on crack? <laughs> uh, but no, I, d- I didn't realise it. That was that. But um, he but was yeah, actually he... really buying Pager three hundred and fifty dollar lobster dinner. Apparently, <laughs> that's what they say, don't they? So obviously, they were locked that's a fucking into expensive meal. Locked into big, heavy negotiations last week with Deep, with Diamond Dallas Page. Uh, but he's coming out. He's against this guy. I have no idea who he is. Who the fuck's Mark Starr? Mark Starr is no idea. Jobber. <laughs> <laughs> obscenely offensive it. mullet obscenely offensive mullet <laughs> it was a bit rotten wasn't it should um, be a quick one yeah and it was <laughs> weirdly he normally bangs it he normally hits it fucking great every time it was a bit of a shit diamond cutter wasn't it to be fair yeah um, he did it off the ropes it was a bit botchy it was almost he, it was almost RKO-y but it nowhere near as good or anything like that it was just a bit shit it was uh, okay woeful <laughs> i don't know if it was just because he was just trying to rush it and they had they obviously had to get what was coming in next they did they, they were a bit tight for time but yeah quick quick easy win for ddp um that's it and then here come big sexy and uh he did a bit of a nash tribute he got side knees in the deal first before <laughs> he did that didn't do the hair flip though did he <laughs> no, didn't see bag anyone either. <laughs> but speaking of uh, speaking of Nash, he comes down big, sexy, and uh, and Scott Hall are down. Scott Hall's got like a t-shirt draped over his shoulder. You think, here we go. This is what this is what everyone's expecting. Well, everyone in the arena's think is going to happen. DDP put DDP puts a shirt on, like a cut off vest, whatever it was. All looks pretty friendly. Nash has turned his back. He's looking. He's giving a bit of shit to the crowd and stuff. And then bang. Diamond cutter to Hall, and the roof blows. Absolutely, bro. That was monster. It was the Tarrant. <laughs> yeah, and that is basically Page officially babyface turned done. Yeah, massive moment, massive moment, huge, absolutely huge. I mean, he was already getting there, sort of, wasn't he? Very organically, very slowly, but that was the big moment, and it was a fucking that, over the top. Great moment, it really was. Uh, crowd absolutely popped to shit. Like I say, it was a, it was the talent of the week by some distance. It was mint. And then Page goes into the crowd, and the crowd's absolutely ravenous. They're all like mobbing him. Um, yeah. I thought he should have ripped the shirt off, though. I don't know if it's just me. A bit Hogan pissed. Yeah, Hogan. like yeah, yeah, like Hogan. It yeah, that would have been just the, the icing on top of the cake. But it was still a really fucking strong segment. 
after after a bit of a rubbish squash match, it was like that was fucking top notch. That absolutely loved it. Quintessential moment in Nitro history. Yeah, definitely. And you know, if it means we're going to see DDP and more meaningful stuff going forward, that's a win for me, and I'm sure for you as well. Um, Very much so. Then we get a Hall and Nash advert promoting sold out in their match against the Steiners. Everybody is talking about sold out. The outsiders, Hall and Nash, face the dreaded Steiner brothers. See with the Steiners, you've got two guys that are collegiate powerhouse wrestlers. This ain't about wrestling. This isn't about pins. This isn't about points. Now, what this is about is a fight. Steiners, we choose to be associated together. We're still figuring out this tag thing. We are the hottest thing in professional wrestling. We've, re- we've basically reinvented professional wrestling. You got a face at Steiner? That's right. We've got your x-rays. We know exactly what vertebrae is bulging. Scotty Steiner, as muscled up as you are, those bones inside will never be the same. You're not bionic. You can't rebuild that back. The Outsider's going to pick you apart. And nobody fights better than me and my big man here. We're smart. We're good like that. We're going to bring our tool bags down. We're going to go to work on your back. And Steiners are stuck together. I'll take two guys that are together by choice because two guys are together by genetics. Freaks. I mean, look at us. Sweet! We're going to keep that dog-faced gremlin brother yours on the apron where he belongs. Put a little tray of kibbles and bits out there. Keep him at bay. Make sure he's housebroken before you bring him to sold out. (laughs) He does have a face like a mutt. Dog-faced gremlin. They named him, right? Only a mother could love those Steiners. We know you guys can go. Outsiders, they're better. Our time, our show. And it is sold out. NWO. The preceding announcement has been paid for by the WCW for the New World this is the first paid announcement by NWO that's been any good for ages. Wasn't well, paid by the NWO, though, was it? It was paid by the WCW for was the it? NWO. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. But this was the first one that's been good because it was fucking National Hall talking. Funny that, isn't it? The two best talkers. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, it's not wrestling. It's a fight. They, they've reinvented pro wrestling. They're going about uh, how Jack Scotty is, like they have done in the past. Yeah. Put him over, and, I suppose. Um, yeah, and that is well, they go on that his back's fucked. Yeah, um, they've chosen to be a team. Steiners are joined by genetics, yeah. and Nash says, um, like they have to be together. I'll go for a guy who chooses a guy, the guys who have to be joined with yeah. a guy any day. Yeah. I, thought, I thought it was good, really good. Yeah, I did, I thought it was really good. And they said they've seen the weaknesses of Scotty after his injury, they've seen the x rays, they know where to target. Good stuff. I thought it was. I thought it was good, and then they sort of had a little pop at him about the dog face gremlin, and so oh, they named him perfectly, and all this for Rick, which is <laughs> yeah. quite funny. I just thought it was a good little. I mean, it puts that match over. I'm, I'm actually quite excited to watch that match now, and just give these two more mic time or any more segment time, please. Like, yeah, it's it's getting a bit shit with the Hogan stuff constantly. It's I get he's the main event draw, quote unquote, but there's so much better in that group. Yeah. There's, there's at least four, four, five, well, not four, maybe three or four better talkers in the group already. And I'm sure even more will come in or what have you. But I'd much rather listen to a DBSC promo, I'd much rather listen to a Scott Hall, Nash promo. Even even it makes some noise. 
He's such a gimp. <laughs> <laughs> After that, the uh, the good times kept rolling. Certainly did. I mean, am I right in thinking this is the first time we've seen this match, or have I missed something? Have we ever seen it before? Because I know we've seen Dean and Eddie, and we I know we've we've seen Dean and Benoit, Ed, Eddie Benoit. I wasn't sure if we'd seen this or not. I think we have, but I think it was way back, and I think mm. it wasn't for long. To be fair. Was it a DQ type? Type thing, yeah, yeah it's some shit old fucking finish, but it's a non title match. The, the belt is not on the line one because Eddie don't have the fucking belt, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and two because you know he's got a face uh, six that's sold out, yeah. Apparently, the committee are on the way over to have informed Hogan of their decision from their quote unquote headquarters across the road. Surely, their headquarters are in Atlanta. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Why would the headquarters be over? It made no sense, that, did it? It's like, do you mean the hotel room? <laughs> yeah, they're basically in a hotel. I thought this could and should be superb. Two yeah. of the very best on the on the roster. That was exactly what I put in my notes. This should be mint. I thought it was class, <laughs> to be honest. I don't know about you. I mean, I, I thought it was absolutely mint, especially the middle section of the match. I thought it was just poetry in motion at times. What did you reckon to this one, Big Dog? I thought it was great. Sort of starts as you'd expect in the sort of feeling out and the yeah. mat work. Nice working of the arm by Eddie. Lovely heel kick by Dino and he stretches him, but Eddie reverses it beautifully. Then they come out with Hogan will have to face the Giant for the belt tonight. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> There's more developments on that later on in the show, though, isn't there? Which is Yeah, annoying. it's like the running theme, isn't it? Uh, the yeah. Stunning high-low, as always, by Eddie. Eddie works the leg and gets a figure four that Dean tries to block. He gets to the ropes and regroups. And Dean all just does his natural up in the viciousness. Yeah. Eddie counters uh, a power bomb with an 8.8 on the steamboat. Naughty. <laughs> Absolutely naughty. He's, he's about as consistent as you can get any with a fucking arm drag. There's only one more consistent man on the planet. Yeah. The body Richard the Blood. named after. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> A lovely tilt-a-whirl head scissors by Dino. He monkey flips him, but Eddie lands on his feet and gives him a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Nice. The pace starts up here, and it's just all quality in it. It's just all quality. Some of it was mint. There was a, there was a, there was a, a there was a part in the middle of it where there was like an absolute amazing like reversal sequence. It was like who the fuck's getting the top like the, the end of it here? And I think you just mentioned it there, and Eddie ended it with an absolute corker of a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. Absolutely unbelievable, wasn't it? <laughs> Well, then Dino does Dino when he's like, he slows it down to nullify the high flying with an abdominal stretch, uses the ropes a bit. Great. And then Six comes out again. Lovely shit out heel stuff. Just posing on the ladder to distract. But he's much further away this time, which I thought was great. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, (laughs) Then it turns to fists and uppercuts and Eddie gets him in a gory special, which was his dad's move. Lovely. Some nice false finishes. Pin, pinning predicaments, not big moves. Love yep. that. Superb rope walk and Rana by Eddie gets two. Then it starts up in with the sort of heavier false finishes. Brain Buster by Dino for two. Small gripe there, obviously. Yeah. Uh, Eddie counters a second attempt and gets his own Brain Buster. Spot six, stands on the ropes. Then our fucking video cut out. <laughs> no, that was the worst bit about it. That was the worst part. We missed the finish. <laughs> Luckily, we did catch the replay, and uh, Dino. I wonder, if, um, I wonder if Dave Meltzer to text uh, Eric. You need to. Sh- you need to tell him about that finish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I don't get me wrong. Tony Storm, Taya Valkyrie is probably on the same level as Eddie versus Dean. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did. We did get to see. It was a shame it cut out on it because it was building so well. But we did actually. We got to see the finish, I suppose. Did we? <laughs> yeah, he nips under him while he stood on the ropes. Power bombs him for three. Fucking excellent TV match. It was brilliant. Was good, very good. VHS rips are a twat sometimes. <laughs> I mean, I, I think you'll. I think we'll do well to find a. We might do, but we might do well to find a better match on TV than that all year. It was brilliant this year. Yeah, yeah. Well, in '97, um, obviously. Um, what I liked as well was the six bit again, but this week it's cost him because he was against a, a smarter, more experienced opponent than Alex Wright. Yeah. That was good. It was a good, very good story. Yeah, I think it was good. Uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to that ladder match, to be fair. Uh, I think Six has been utterly irrelevant for like the entire time he's been in, been brought in. But this last two weeks, a couple of good distraction spots, which have built to the tag uh, to the title match, which I think could be quite good. Hopefully, maybe probably be the the show stealer anyway if uh, if they do it well. I agree, completely yeah. agree. But then. Uh, Hour two, get it bang on again. Can you believe it? It's getting it? a bit worrying, this. Yeah, it's getting a bit worrying. <laughs> I'm thinking something's up here. <laughs> it's the, the usual hour two team. Tony's joined by Bobby and Mike this in the second hour, as he, as he usually does every week. The recap and the decision for tonight's match between Hogan and Giant. Billing it is the most important match in Nitro history. Of course it is. <laughs> Probably is, uh, to be fair. Yeah. Recap the night, the opening of the show, obviously with um, with the giant burst into the into the locker room. Then we get uh, to the actual return of Super Calo versus Conan. That's <laughs> it. I thought the reiterating the main event at the top of the second hour was really smart because it keeps people keeps watching fresh. in theory. And yeah. if you think about it, even though with two, 2023 eyes, Giant Hogan is wank. Yeah. It's essentially a, a pay per view main event. On yeah. TV, yeah, I mean? it, was, it was big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. To be fair, obviously we get to this about Super Callow's um, versus Conad, which I'm thinking, ah, oh, is Conad's going to win? And he he always fucking wins somehow. In it's nice to have Super Callow back, though. Yeah, and I just thought in this match, the one thing that I sort of got out of it was I thought Super Callow was well better than Conad in every way. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, I think the bits in the match that were shit, it was because of Conad, it was because of him being sloppy, or it was because of his, like, a, a lack of, you know, pacing or anything like that. He's, I, I still like Conad. <laughs> I don't know if you could tell. I thought Super Callow had slightly better gear this time. It was a lot less slightly. shit. <laughs> yeah. Only slightly. Incognito comes out with uh, Jimmy Hart in a fucking prison shirt or something. <laughs> Viva la raza. <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> It was absolute lightning quick start by Super Callow, wasn't it? He was like out of the blocks quick. It's like a fucking greyhound <laughs> just fucking coming out. But I don't think Conan can keep up with it. That's the problem. This is the issue we have with him, though. Well, he had it with Eddie as well, didn't he? He tries to do Lucha with Lucha guys, but he's just too big and clunky to do that shit. Yeah, he's too. He, he just doesn't have the quickness to him. When he, when he focuses on what he's probably good at, He's less less problematic for me, but when he's trying to go toe to toe with someone who's obviously got more athleticism and quickness, and he just looks out of place to me. Um, I don't know. What I agree. Doing. I thought he started nice and technical, which I thought I thought this was all right. This, 
And then Conad does these lame palm strikes. Yeah, they Fucking were gash. Man. Woeful. <laughs> they were gash, mate. <laughs> and then we get an arm drag by Super Callow, 8.2. I thought it was a belter. To be fair, I didn't, I, I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to step on your scale, but I thought it was a positive one. I thought it was above seven at least. It definitely was. Then we get another seven point nine this time, Oof. and then we get a third solid eight. Nice. That's that's pretty damn good. That getting above seven point five three times in a match. Exactly. I mean, I don't think anyone's done it. No, <laughs> I don't think so. To me, at the start, Conehead didn't seem as clunky. Yeah. And then Supercal does a somersault tope and uh, mm-hmm. nearly loses his fucking hat. He's got a beanie on at this point. And it's like, it's not <laughs> sewn his onto his mask. going to come off as well. Yeah. yeah. I thought Callow was shining nicely and he, he gets cut off by a big clothesline and a powerbomb by a Conad twice. Yeah. And I thought, right, this makes sense. Supercalo's the, the fasty, speedy guy. Conad's the big guy using the power move, big yeah. clothesline, big powerbombs. There's an interesting top rope head scissors by Callow. It was a bit stagey. Yeah, a little bit. It's because Conan just he sort sat of sat there, there, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. He sat there for about five seconds waiting. And then Super Callow barely sold the two power bombs he got. Yeah. So I was like, uh. And then Conan did what they called a 187, which I thought was an absolutely fucking stunning DDT for three. Yeah. But they clearly botched it the first time and did the let's do it again bit. Yeah, it was a fucking, it was a gorgeous finisher, to be fair. <laughs> it looked great. But like you said, it's a gripe with us, isn't it? The, the repeat spot. <laughs> I've got less issue with it when it's the finish, because it's the finish. Yeah. When it's just some nondescript bullshit in the middle of a match that you don't need to do. You can get away with it a bit more as well, isn't it, when it's the finish, I suppose. I thought that was the best match I'd seen Cohen had have. <laughs> it's not a, it's not a high bar though is it to be fair <laughs> no it wasn't but I, I wasn't offended by it it was all no, right I, I, I think it's just one of them where it's like when he stick when when he actually got into the rhythm of it and he stuck to what he was good at it wasn't too bad like you said it, just... it, it should from the get-go it should have clearly been defined that callow's the super the quick the athletic one and then you've yep. got the powerhouse and when they when they got to that point it wasn't too bad was it but yeah, like I say, I mean, it's not a high bar for Conan, but not one of his worst. <laughs> so I've heard that term 187 yeah. before, and I knew it was something gang-related. So right. I looked into it, and a section 187 of the penal code is murder. Uh. <laughs> so he's committed uh, Not a street thug, mate. You're not, you're not in the Crips, you're not in the Bloods, you're not in Los <laughs> in Gobernables or He'd whatever. He'd like to be, though, wouldn't he? <laughs> the way he dresses. <laughs> massively, massively, don't get it. But I suppose no one else was doing that gimmick, and I suppose, in a way, Nash has tried to start doing that sort of West Side <laughs> fucking gimmick bandana with the bandana and, and the hoodies and that. Next, we get Benoit versus Jarrett again with Woman. Yeah. It's, it cuts to cuts to Sullivan. He's gonna. Yeah. He's not gonna talk to Benoit. Talk is for lovers. You want to play chess? He owns the board, and he's gonna take it back. And he knocks all the fucking pieces off. And I thought you sinister bastard. <laughs> he said next week in Chicago he's gonna take control of it. But I didn't think they were having a match on Nitro. I thought it was on the Chicago Champions. 
Who fucking knows what's going on? <laughs> no one knows, do they? No. Jarrah gets fucking booed to fuck, doesn't he? I know, what an absolute strutting dipshit he is with his Coronation Street air. <laughs> I've now christened him Gail Twat. <laughs> Ain't he great? <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> this was fucking shit, really, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I'm bored to fuck at this Jarrett Horseman angle. Yeah. The Sullivan one is so much better, we just never see it. I know. It's mad, isn't it? The one the, the the story that's worth watching, it just gets relegated to like the Saturday show or the fucking the B pay per views, you know what I mean? The, the Clash of the Champions or what have you. It's a shame because it is fucking good stuff. There's not even pay per views Clash of the Champions, they're on free telly. Mad. Yeah, well, what yeah, that, that says it all, doesn't it, I suppose. Not much to go off really in this match, was there? Arne was getting involved. He trips Benoit and then starts pissing about strutting. If you're against Benoit, like legitimately, if you're looking at with in it from a non KFA perspective, the guy's like he's called the fucking Wolverine, he's called the Crippler. Don't yeah. strut. If you've got an oh, advantage, fucking take advantage. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean it was it got a bit like Arne got involved, he was distracting the ref. That that gave Benoit a bit of an opening. And then there was some bullshit with Mongo and, and Roboto, weren't there, on the on the outside as well? Yeah, Mongo's got the briefcase. I think he's supposed to clock Jarrett when he's against the ropes. But Roboto won't let go of the briefcase. And when she does, it hits Benoit. Jarrett pins for free. It's so <laughs> shit. This <laughs> horseman falling apart is so shit. It could be good, but Roboto's wank. Mongo's good for a laugh, but even that's dried up. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, he's getting too serious, isn't he? <laughs> Benoit's got better shit to be getting on with. Jarrett is fucking wank, and Arn and Flair are clearly not into it. <laughs> so <he's fucking> <laughs> <pointless>. <laughs> the, 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 I mean, the match was bad, but we get it gets worse. To be fair, well, Tony, you said a mouthful there. I was just talking with Aaron Neville. He also shared those thoughts out of the turmoil that uh, is going on involving the four horsemen. Jeez. We're gonna resolve this. Here and now, tonight, this represents horsemen. Horsemen represent an elite team. You know what being part of an elite team is all about. You're an all-pro. You want to be an all-pro wrestler? That's about being a horseman. You want to continue on being a horseman? You better quit fumbling the ball. Uh-oh. What happened tonight, what transpired these last few weeks, certainly don't look like no elite team to me. I was handpicked by this man to become a horseman. You became a horseman due to an unfortunate circumstance. As for you, you want to badmouth the horseman? That's fine, because that's just your style. Uh-oh. You want to badmouth me? I could care less. You want a badmouth woman? Uh-oh, he's right. You don't even want to go there. You see, woman... Where are the eyes? Woman is 100% woman from head to toe. And I talk from experience. 
There's no plastic, no wax, zero silicone. She is all woman. My goodness. Now, you know Kevin Sullivan's First watching off, this. Let me apologize for what just transpired. I thought I had somebody in my sights. I turned around, and it just happened to be you. Don't fault me for that. We've won a lot of matches using this thing right here, my friend. And fumbling the ball is right. I made a mistake. I'm sorry. You know, people make mistakes. Like Kevin Green and the Carolina Panthers. Those <laughs> with, they shouldn't have been in the championship game either. They made a mistake. All right, uh, Rick Flair is so sick to his stomach about this whole thing. He didn't even bother to show up tonight. Arn Anderson. Arn, I want to know where Flair is. Right here and now. Where is Rick Flair? This is about the horsemen. Well, listen, just like a couple of weeks ago, I don't want to come out here and step on any toes till I got this thing sorted out, okay? Flair doesn't want to part of any of this personal thing. This is business. This is a symbol of excellence. We got to get this resolved and put back together. The horsemen are a team. You guys got to resolve this. I'm not going to stand for what's happened these last few weeks, and I'm not going to tolerate it. Shape up or ship out, Mongo. I just want to say that I am really devastated over here that these lovely people would think that I would ever gossip behind their back. I would never do such a thing because I love both of these people. I really do. I'm mad enough to stand here and say I'm sorry for what just transpired, my friend. But if you don't want to accept my apology, and you're feeling froggy, why don't you get the show? Oh, look at the old-fashioned way. Arn Anderson playing the role now, the leader of the four horsemen, and try to take control here. Arn, this thing... Arn, I don't want to hear any more excuses. I want to see results. I've been holding up my end of being a horseman. It's time for the rest of the horsemen to hold up their end. Art Anderson, in all due respect, as they adjourn, they sat on you pretty good here tonight. There's not a lot left of that uh, hind quarter, so to speak. Of all nights for this to happen, why'd they have to set it on me tonight? I got a lot on me. I've still got to wrestle Rick Steiner in a few minutes. All right, still much trouble. So Gene, Gene's back again. He's standing by with a horse with it on the aisle. Barely gets a chance to say anything, Gene, but Benoit grabs the mic says they're going to resolve this tonight. He said that, I think they said that the other week, didn't they? They say it every <laughs> fucking week. He said Mongo knows what it's all about being an elite team like the Horsemen, but he says he needs to stop fumbling the ball. That's one of Hogan's lines from the other week as well, I think, wasn't it? Um, American football analogy, I believe. <laughs> Uh, he says that he was handpicked by Arn and Mongo became one because became a horseman because of an unfortunate circumstance. I don't know what that was referring to. No idea. I didn't even know what he was on about. I mean, he joined because of the Kevin Green thing, didn't he? So I'm guessing it was in kayfabe. It was it was a deal done behind closed doors, wasn't it? That's I don't know what he was going on about there. And he's and then he starts going on about woman. He said she's a hundred percent woman from head to toe. He says she's all natural. She's not plastic. Having a little dig at Deborah, obviously. She's fair. Mongo's man enough to admit he made a mistake, though, baby. He is, baby. (laughs) And he gets a Kevin Green dig in as well, you know, that that long, long standing feud. That's nuance out there, isn't it? Just dropping that in. I mean, Tony Khan needs to really watch this. (laughs) This is how you do it. Yeah. 
nuanced <laughs> slow burner. <laughs> it, the segment was just wank, though, wasn't it? It was so shit. Yeah. I mean, Arms had enough of this bullshit, and Ian, so have I. Yeah. <laughs> it's lame. <laughs> De- Deborah tries to put a 2p in, but she gets absolutely drowned out by booze, which I always find quite funny, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> what a load of rubbish. What a rubbish storyline with good people in it that just nothing's happening. Just not working at all. Well, speaking of nothing, <laughs> we get Scotty Riggs versus Kidman. Yeah, but what? Yeah, but Scotty Riggs comes out to American males. American males. Yeah, he's like he's like he's gone all genetic, hasn't he? He's, yeah. he's, he's acting like the tag team still together. Same tune, same gimmick. It's fucking sad. It's like Joe. Do you remember when they split the shield up and every and yeah. R- R- Rollins and Dean Ambrose got new gimmicks and Reigns was still with the flat shield. Jacket. Yeah. Flat jacket, same tune, came through the crowd. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah, a little bit like that to be fair. But with all due respect, comparing Roman Reigns to Scotty Riggs is a dude. It's a little bit disrespectful to Roman Reigns. It? It's a massive disservice to Scotty Riggs, to be fair. <laughs> no, it's not really it's to Reigns, obviously. <laughs> so Bagwell comes out and starts talking all manner of shite about his buffness, right, on the ramp. Yeah. Riggs avoids a 450, which Mike Tanay calls a shooting star press. <laughs> Was that the the genesis of Buff Bagwell? You know, he's going on about how you know muscly he is. Yeah, you reckon? yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, he's, he's, he starts calling himself Buff Bagwell, and then he's in Vicious and Delicious with Scott Norton, isn't he? <laughs> Can't wait for that. <laughs> vicious and Delicious, Vicious and Delicious, Vicious and Delicious. <laughs> to be fair, that really worked, was it? It was nice. It was. It nice. was, but apparently that's Bagwell's move. So he's. Uh, I never knew that. No, I didn't either. <laughs> uh, it's Bagwell versus Riggs that sold out. Yeah. Mm. Might be all right. So we'll see. Bobby's absolutely loving it. <laughs> the, Hogan, the Hogan's being thrown to the giant tonight, and he's like, like absolutely loving it every time we come to him. He's just mentioning that. Um, there is a bit we missed out, though. Um, we get told that the main event is non title. Yeah. Because yeah, the that, champ needs 48 hours' notice. What's the fucking point then? Well, yeah, what's the point of having it? No, no one's bothered then, really, are they? I mean, the crowd's still into it because obviously they don't really care, do they? But watching it, you're like, all oh, right, what are we having the match Rate, for then? Ratings and also to get what they call the run over yeah. away from Raw. Uh, they're absolutely fellating the title committee. It's it's yeah. it's pointless. Pointless <laughs> having it as a non title match. Do you reckon this was a, you know, obviously, I, 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 like all jokes aside, they were, they were mentioning this. New adventures of Robin Hood and all this <laughs> that they get going on about. Do you reckon them like going over that we'll get to in a minute was to try and promote that show as well? Because obviously it's a TNT original, blah blah blah. It was like, don't think come back in the break, come back in the break. Yeah, I don't think it was like. I think that was just a nice added bonus. It was like we want to take credit for these fucking numbers and stuff. Basically. Yeah, probably. But yeah, then we get the tone, tone of the tiger nonsense. I don't even listen to that anymore. As soon as I see his Not face, bothering skip. skip. <laughs> <laughs> then we got Lex coming out. Another big ovation for Lex, to be fair. Uh, to be honest with you, I didn't catch the name of his opponent. It was an absolute jobber. Did you know who it was? I didn't, I didn't get the name. I mean, like you said, the pop for him is obscene. It's not Tyrant, but I still don't get it. I still don't it's get consistent. it. He's the most consistently cheered over yeah consistently over on the entire roster really it was the next in a long line of massive jobbers rick fuller <laughs> never heard of him well 
we all know what's going to happen here, and to be honest, it's it's always getting over. Yeah, <laughs> the crowd just want to see it, don't they? They're just absolutely buzzing for it. It's a very standard Lex Luger match, isn't it? A little bit of adversity yeah. at the beginning, very, very little to go off really for the jobber. Then the comeback starts, the flying forearms, clotheslines, a bit of signaling for the rack, you know, his classic taunt uh, gets him up. Crowd's absolutely losing the shit. It's a pretty simple formula that's working well for him. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's under three minutes. It's a squash. It's getting his finisher over. It's fucking pro wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, then there was a quite a good little moment actually after the match, which I quite enjoyed. Obviously, Luger's quite he's buzzing with his win, big reaction from the crowd, and then he comes face to face with a giant. I thought it was a quite a good tense moment. It's like they've recently had a match, but now like the, the tables have turned. He's sort of on the on the same side as him now, but it's like I'm still a little bit wary of you. I thought it was quite a good little moment, to be fair. Um, yeah, I mean, it was. <laughs> I hate that word. That word becomes irrelevant now because of how many times it gets used. But it's like there was a little bit of that in there, like a nice bit of story to it. But then the giant comes out to the ring. Giant's not even coming out to music anymore. He just comes out, just <laughs> just comes out. Uh... Well, he's only ever had Dungeon and and we own is in neither. So yeah, true. He needs he needs he needs uh, the music team to come up with something for him. Well. well... <laughs> 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 but Gene, Gene's back again. Again, he's, he's fucking earning his paycheck tonight, Gene. Boy, they are hanging from the rafters here tonight on Nitro in New Orleans at the Super Bowl. Coming up, as you know, the WCW Executive Committee going into a closed-door emergency meeting and coming up with a solution for you, Giant. Tonight, you're going to have an opportunity to meet Hulk Hogan as a prelude to sold out. You're getting some support from the organization. You know, I'm getting a lot of support, but it's not about NWO. It's not about WCW. It's about two men, Hulk Hogan and me, the Giant. A little while ago, somebody asked me, how bad do I want it? I want it real fast! Does it all. I want the World Heavyweight Championship! I no longer will I ever be a bookend. When I came to the NWO, I was a bookend. I kept the NWO together. I'm not a bookend anymore. The books are falling apart. And I've read every single one of the books. And tonight, I'm going to close the chapter on Hulkamania forever! Ladies and gentlemen, keep in mind, still coming up here on Michael, this band, the Giants, will be meeting... That talked about the support that the Giants received from the executives tonight. Yeah, he started off quite well, the Giant. He's like, I don't really care about the support. It's just about two guys, me and Hogan. And then he starts going on the world title. It's like, the match isn't for the world title, mate. <laughs> this is what they need to stop doing. They need to stop promising the world title match. And then and then it seems like people aren't knowing what the crack is. Because we were under the yeah. impression that the, the Piper match was a world title match, weren't we, for the entire way through it, pretty much. And then, like, oh, the, the night the night of it, it's like, well, it's not a world title match. Why is it not a world title match? It makes no sense. 
And then he come up with some analogy. He was like, I'm, I was the bookend of the... Uh, <laughs> I'm not a bookend. <laughs> I'm not a bookend anymore. The books are starting to fall off the bookshelf and all. It, it, I could see what he was trying to say, but he didn't really deliver it well. <laughs> no, he is getting pop so, but the crowd is great tonight. It was a hot as hell crowd, wasn't it, to be fair? And then he goes, he's read all the books. I bet he's not. <laughs> and he'll uh, close the chapter on Hulkamania forever. Mate, that got closed in like... July last year. He's not that anymore. <laughs> no, he's not. Are you, are you still thinking you sort of like the, the face that's going to vanquish Hulkamania? <laughs> odd. It was a bit odd. <laughs> he, it started, wasn't, it wasn't, he does have moments, but then he just fumbles it sometimes. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't awful, but it wasn't completely babyface. No. Do you know what I mean? As it's all about him, not WCW, which is the greater good, right? Yeah, he's he's been stung, hasn't he? It's not like he's fully yeah. like on the side of everyone else. He just it's a personal vendetta, I suppose, isn't it? Exactly. It's like I'm not your mate, but I'm not his mate either. So I'm kind yeah. of just like some lone wolf. Yeah, Sting's already doing that, mate. <laughs> yeah, and so was Baron Corbin for a bit. <laughs> It's a great success. <laughs> anyway, next up we get the Enforcer, the endomorphic cyborg enforcement unit, the, our favourite dad on nights, Arn Anderson, versus the dog-faced gremlin Rick Steiner with old Scotty. <laughs> Scotty oh. had Rick on a leash. It was fucking hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> it was heavy BDSM vibes going on. <laughs> it was like, I'm taking this big fucking dog for a walk. <laughs> and he's a bit of a twat, and he's he's not. I'm not walking him; he's walking me. Kind of <laughs> <thing>. Role play. <laughs> and and I thought did a good job because he comes out, he comes out to a pot, but he looks unfocused. Yeah, he, there's too much going like, on, I suppose. He does get nice and cocky doing star jumps at first. Yeah, and then old old Rick Steiner gets an absolutely monster overhead belly to belly on arm. Yeah, big time. But I do, I, I do then, wince a little bit when I see Arn getting chucked about a little yeah. at this point. Now it's like, because uh, <laughs> we don't know if it's the last time or not. <laughs> Especially by a transphobic prick. Anyway, <laughs> Arn bails out of the ring and calls the horseman down. Then he tells about the Robin Hood bit. Apparently, it'll air in the breaks. Wonderful. And I'm thinking <laughs> that's never going to go that long in a million years. Like that's got to be an hour show or a 45 minute show or whatever. Yeah. That's why I think it was a work. I I think it was a work to get people watching that Robin Hood Hood shit because it went through two breaks, didn't it? Yeah. (laughs) So it's like, oh, we've watched the first 10 minutes. We might as well watch the rest of it. Do you know what I mean? One of them type of things. (laughs) And does, to his credit, bump about for Rick. Yeah. He does that one of them beautiful, amazing sort of catch suplexes, doesn't he? Midair suplex. It's amazing that. But a horseman don't show. Even though Arn's called him down, so Arn sees his ass and walks off. They say on the count out win. Don't they say on commentary there's been a bit of a bust up in the back like backstage that there's something's gone on in the locker room, so that's why they're knocking yeah, down. The lock the locked in aggressive talks or something. Yeah, something like that. But yeah, Arn just fucked off to me. He's like, I can't be asked. I mean it was a nothing match. I suppose it underlines the acrimony in the horseman, but that's a bit shit. So yeah. Pony. That was the only bit that was any good of the entire Horseman story of the night. Yeah, it could have been a better match. Yeah, bit pointless. Didn't really do out for any either of them. I don't think, especially Rick Steiner doesn't really get anything from that, does he? 
Um, what didn't then... do anybody any favours was the next bit. Uh, you can say that again, but please, you don't have to. Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, gentlemen, coming up in very short order. You're going to be heading to the heartland of America, Cedar Rapids, sold out, S-O-U-L-E-D. It's an NWO event. However, the two of you are going to be challenging the Outsiders, Hall and Nash. They have made a public notice. They know about your back injury. They're going to attack it. You know me, Gene, Scott Hall and Kevin Nash make two mistakes. One was inviting us to the NWO, pay for you, and number two, thinking I'm still hurt. Scott Hall, when I step in the ring with you, you're going to find out how hurt I really am. And when I jam this fist down your throat and rip your goozle out, I'll make a believer out of you. All right, uh, Rick. As far as Kevin Nash goes, you know me, Gene, being seven feet tall would be an advantage if we were playing him in basketball. But the NWO picked you, there ain't gonna be no basketball ring, just too nuts. And Kevin Nash, when I suplex you on your head, starts punching you in the face. Gentlemen, I'll make a sleeper out of you. Sorry to interrupt, but we're gonna be right back with more. Don't forget Gene, Gene grabs a quick word for the stain. <laughs> I should have just said um, Scotty. Yeah, <laughs> and he does his best incoherent Scott Steiner promo just to get to the bit where he says he's not injured anymore. <laughs> he didn't so, quite know what time constraints are either, does he? <laughs> no, Gene's like hurrying him to fuck up. And then he's going on saying this isn't basketball. We know that. He's going to rip out Nash's goozle, whatever a fucking goozle is. And it's a fucking and yeah, it's rambling nonsense, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, just absolutely crazy that guy. He really is. It was just funny because you can see like Gene like tapping on the back. Come on, Scott, fucking hell! He's got fucking Adventures of Robin Hood coming up soon. <laughs> I want to see what who plays Little John. <laughs> So and then yeah. you turn it on and it's actually the rapper little Johnny's going, Yeah, let's go. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, then we get to our uh, get to our main event and they're, they're, they're really pushing they are like desperately pushing this new adventures of Robin Hood. It's hilarious. It's like every other sentence, oh. isn't it? <laughs> Don't worry, we'll be with you. The new adventures of Robin Hood in five minutes. <laughs> Can't, can't wait. I might have to download it. I was tempted to watch it as it happens. I was going to watch the first ad break, and you know what I mean, just to be authentic. But I didn't. I didn't do that. <laughs> I mean, this uh, is for fucking pointless, isn't it? Yeah, it's purely for ratings. Because it is. It comes out Hogan posing like fuck, like Bagwell's even like egging him on and stuff like that. And Vincent does a hoovy and trips over something, which was funny as fuck. <laughs> Not quite as uh, as funny as the Hoovy one, to be fair. That's a classic, isn't no, it? No, that is, that is one of the greatest gifts of all time. <laughs> it's the gif that keeps on giving. <laughs> uh, Giant comes out again. He's got no music. Means business, to be fair. It looks like he's he, he's desperate for a fight. <sighs> and then it's just... All manner of pricking about to waste time. <laughs> Hogan steps outside the ring as usual. He grabs a mic. You know something? <laughs> you sure are a big dum-dum. <laughs> hey, brother. You know, when you're with the trillionaire Ted, when you're with 
the NWO. We do what we want, when we want. But you know something? They obviously don't want to. As far as I'm concerned, I use you as a friend. I don't need you anymore, brother. <laughs> You're history, and there's nothing on any piece of paper anywhere in the world that says I have to wrestle you. Oh, yes, there is. Two big hands. Say it. Up. Just skating around the hut, the subject that he just clearly doesn't want any part of the giant. He's terrified of him. Just trying to belittle him and stuff like that. He calls him a big dum dum. <laughs> yeah, he's like fee fifo from look who look at this big dum dum or something like that. And he probably thought that was a fucking Awful. classic. <laughs> in his head, <laughs> yeah. he's thinking that's fucking mint. That Terry, well done. Tom. I'll use that in my next Three Ninjas film. <laughs> and then, to be fair, I quite like this bit. The giant was like, "Fucking shut up!" Just grab the gun from outside and just smash slap up. Yeah, it was Massive a huge pop. pop, to be fair. Hogan oversells to fuck, though. The shades are still on. It's, it's yeah. dreadful. He ruins it. He, just, he is shit. He is generally, he at is, this point, he's just properly he loaded it in. He's um, not even shit. He's like 50 foot of shit, rock bottom, <laughs> then another 50 foot of shit, then Hulk Hogan. It's like that, that gif in it, you know, from like uh, Jurassic Park. Well, that is a big pile of shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the Giants just absolutely dominating the cunt for the entire thing, pretty much. We go to our first sort of scheduled Robin Hood break, <laughs> and nothing really's nothing's really happened. We come back, Giants still dominating. <laughs> they could have surely just got this in in the actual show, didn't have so many shitty interviews and stuff like that. But it's, yeah. like you said, I suppose it's the sort of like you said, the overspill in it for Raw and what have yeah. you. And it just nothing happens, does it? Like the, the eventual finishes, it's just a no D, it's just a disqualification, isn't it? Like why didn't that just happen yep. at the beginning? <laughs> as soon as he goes for the chokes, I'm NWO running. But I mean, Hogan's selling is fucking atrocious. Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. It's worse than Michael's. <laughs> And then Hogan bails out and the fucking giant takes them all on and then it just cuts. It was utter shite, but the crowd were fucking mad for it. Yeah. Got over in that room, didn't it? it. Certainly did, five stars. (laughs) Three stars, though. If you look at it. (laughs) If you look at it, yeah, now, from I don't go back. Don't go back. Don't go back. Uh, to be fair, it was an absolute manic show. What it? it was from top to bottom, all sorts going on. <laughs> Batshit crazy. <laughs> I think nineteen ninety seven is going to be a it's going to be a fun year, regardless of what sort of show we get. There's, there's all sorts going on. Should we should we go to our post show awards? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we've got a new one to add this week, haven't we? We certainly have. There's a lot of stuff in these sort of ninety sevens that. You can't really call match of the night, so we're going to do segment of the evening, segment of the yeah. week, whatever you want to call it, to add because there's some there's some big moments that aren't matches. Yeah, so I think that's only only fair. So yeah. we'll start off with what's your match of the night? Match of the pretty easy uh, Benoit versus sorry not Benoit. <laughs> I was going to say Benoit, isn't it? Uh, Dean v Eddie was was class. Yeah, that was a really good match. Easily. Yeah, well, not even nothing even came close to it. To be fair, who was your MVP? Um, it's a tough one. 
either Sting or probably actually have to edge it for DDP just for that moment. Yeah, yeah DDP. It was, it was it was electric. It was brilliant. It was well done. I think yeah. I think Hall and Nash did, played their part in it quite well as. Quite as oh, well. definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Hall and Nash's little paid little paid announcement was good as well. So give them a bit of a a bit of a shout. Like getting well, the but... friends over though, don't they? So. Oh yeah, of course they do. But yeah, definitely well, DDP. Which takes us on to the segment of the night, which was that segment for me. Yeah, easily. Nothing, nothing it else was... had as much impact did it or anything. I think it's an iconic moment in the history of WCW, especially yeah. on Nitro. Yeah, it was. It was brilliant. I popped, genuinely popped, just sat there watching it. It was class. Yeah, um, superb. <laughs> pubic enema award. It's got to go to one man, one man and one man only. <laughs> Hulk Hogan. What a tip. <laughs> what a... Oversell, <laughs> shit promo, rubbish backstage bit. Clearly never did, didn't want to put the title on the line. That's clearly a, a fucking thing by him backstage, isn't it? Um, Probably. So. Even if it's not, you you automatically think it is. Yeah, you know, so. that's, that's just who he is, isn't it? Yes, I think that was easy. And then Barnet of the Night. I've got to go for the nondescript jobber obscene mullet of Mike Starr or Mark Starr, whatever he was called, <laughs> whoever the fuck he yeah. was. Yeah, that was pretty nasty, that one. It got... <laughs> but he'll, he'll be forever remembered because he was sort of part of an iconic segment. <laughs> but, it, but his hair was just rotten. To the core. <laughs> Absolute cousin fucker haircut. <laughs> well, that brings us to uh, the end of a, of another episode of Nitro. I mean, it was, a, it was a fucking mental episode, but I did enjoy it, to be fair. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. I do believe, though, to finish off, we've got, we've got a few questions, have we? Yeah, we've got a couple of questions. We did have a third, but that is definitely a thinker, as, yeah. uh, as the man who sends it tends to make us do think. We don't like to think. We ain't here to think. We're here to We're podcast. Here to podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but no, we'll we'll give that one a good think, the third one, which we'll let you into shortly. And uh, we'll do that on our next episode. But the yeah. first one is from Friend of the Pod, Scottish Juggalo, I think, wasn't it? Yes, it was, yeah. He likes these he likes these types of questions, doesn't he? Does our does our mate uh Scottish Juggalo. Um <laughs> He's a, he must be a big fan of the Bee Gees. Uh, I mean, who who isn't? <laughs> he, um, he, to be fair, I'm not I'm not as familiar as you might be to him, so I'll I'll ask you this question: um, <laughs> if uh, if Maurice and Barry Gibb were to have a match for the custody of Robin, and you could only choose one of the following match types, what would you choose? There's four options. Well, three options: uh, Samoan strap match. <laughs> The, that must be for the tribal chief, you know, ownership or something like that, is it? <laughs> um, David Arquette rules match. I don't have a fucking clue what that is. <laughs> That's just a death match, isn't it? <laughs> it's just fucking David Arquette, isn't it? <laughs> and an exploding cage thumbtack death match. Is he tongue in cheek there? Is that an actual match? <laughs> Wouldn't It'll surprise me if that F- was a F- FMW Anderson. job, wouldn't it? Yeah, it'd be FMW or, or something. Other, if you want to choose one yourself. <laughs> so. I was thinking about this, and I thought I'd reinvent the three stages of hell match. <laughs> the first one would be a staying alive death match. <laughs> yeah. The second one would be a how deep is your bruv casket match. <laughs> yeah, and finally... If we get there, of course. 
And the third match, <laughs> the blow-off would be uh, two out of three dead match because two out of three of them are dead. So. <laughs> and who are you putting over? <laughs> Obviously, Barry, Tribal Chief, the Lion. <laughs> Proud that name. a fucking hell of a question. I don't know how he's caught with that <laughs> question. In like the, like the 10 minutes that we tweeted it, he came up with that question. Hello. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Um, Danny, your mind works in mysterious ways, but we fucking love it, mate. <laughs> um, and then we got uh, we got one of two questions. One that we will answer this week from from our mate Chris Bellis. Um, sort of alluding to something that we'll see in the WCW timeline eventually. Uh, he said, uh, "If Alan, referring to Alan Partridge, obviously, no big obviously, big fans." Of course. If Alan was to face anyone in a Lynn on a forklift match, who would be the positively canyon to his buff Bagwell? And I think there's only one answer. It's got to be Tony Hairs, hasn't it? It's got to be Tony Hairs. <laughs> although, he can. although he can do well, doesn't he, on, on high heights? <laughs> what was he doing on the bloody roof? <laughs> So you can't lose Lynn. Lindsay's like his number two. She's you know that eight grand a year. Lindsay's everything. Yeah. You can't lose Lynn. Exactly. But I think the best way to describe Lynn would be this. Very reliable, but uh, she's got a moustache. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what. <laughs> It's nine and a half thousand pounds. I mean, but if Alan lost, Lynn would have to do all his TV work for him, wouldn't he? <laughs> and we all know. You couldn't present a cat. <laughs> the part of your pocket is just, it's just an absolute amazing addition. I love it, and uh, thank you to Chris for, for bringing it, but Tony Hairs is the guy that you've got to fight living on a forklift. Team. You've got to blow that it off is. at the pay-per-view, haven't you? <laughs> I know. What can he use as a weapon, though, like cheese? I've got cheese. I've got... <laughs> bag of bag of action mambo Thai pasta. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> where it once said what? cook, once more it once said cock, it now says cook. <laughs> says... I've, uh, I've I've got some obscenities on my car. <laughs> Cooked piss partridge, <laughs> and then at the end they're going to celebrate with half a bottle of blue nun. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Just like hot chocolate. It started <laughs> with a kiss. <laughs> As we said before, though, we do have another question from Chris, but we will get to that. I think next week we're going to go into that. Are we. That is definitely a thinker. Yeah. Yeah, we'll we'll get to that next week, I think. <laughs> but we, we will answer it because as as everybody knows, Chris Bellis ain't nothing to fuck with. Just, just, <laughs> after after just his running, we know there. that. Yeah, he's he's a bad boy. <laughs> anyway, I think that's enough frivolity for the week. Yep. Our next episode will be AEW Fighter Fest twenty nineteen, our third instalment of Well, wouldn't you know who won the Tony? <laughs> I can't wait for this, I'll be honest with you, because you told me it was Brandy versus the fucking bunny or something. It's not. It isn't. I found out. Is that it's, on the different it's Brand- one? It's Brandy versus someone else with Awesome Kong in a corner. Oh, I must have got it confused with someone else then. 
And, is, it and, Brandon, and, is, it, is it not Brandy versus Ali? No, who it is. is. Who is the bunny? We'll go through the card on, <laughs> on you know, who under Sony, because this, this could possibly kill me off. <laughs> so, on the undercard, i.e. the pre-show, the buy-in, whatever you want to call it, we get to that. miss out. We get to miss out on the best friends versus SoCal Uncensored versus Ooh. Private Party. Thank fuck. We get to miss out on Ali versus Lever Bates, the librarian. <laughs> we, we also get to miss out on a hardcore match between Michael Nakazawa and <sighs> Alex Alex Jubaley. The fuck's that? No idea. <laughs> so the card is this. Seema or Chima versus Chris Daniels. Might be all right. Riho versus Yuka Sakazaki versus Nyla Rose in a three-way. Mm. We get a phenomenal four-way match of Adam Page, dumb fuck, versus Jimmy Havoc, oh, massive God. dipshit, Jungle Boy with Luchasaurus, and, and Maxwell Jacob Fried. Is that the Cracker Barrel match or something? Oh, no. Oh, no, no. no. That'll, that'll come up later. <laughs> Then we get Cody versus Darby. That that's that's a good match. one. That's a good one. I like just to give you the warning. That is probably the best match. I think you're game. thinking of Fight for the Fall, and this is Fight of Fest. I think that's probably what I'm getting confused with. Then we get the Elite versus the Lucha Brothers and the Laredo Kid in a six-man tag. Oh, that's the one where they dress up as uh, Street Fighter people. I think can't wait for that. Twenty minutes. <laughs> but what comes after that? He's going to kill me right off. Moxley versus Janela unsanctioned. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, you did, didn't you? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dear. We'll see what that one brings. (laughs) Good luck to all you listeners listening to me being a miserable twat for an hour and a half or whatever. Nothing new there, to be fair. (laughs) Anyway. If you want to interact with us, as always, it's at Adjective Pod on Twitter. I'm seriously looking into going on TikTok, but I haven't got a fucking clue how to use it. So I'm we sure shall see. <laughs> if if you want to download us or listen to us, we're on a plethora of uh, podcasting apps: Spotify, Spotify, Amazon, Podbean, Amazon, Samsung, Google, Samsung, not Apple. <laughs> It says we are, but I don't think we are. <laughs> Apparently we are. It says it says on my platform, but we are, but we're not. Yeah. I don't think we are either. <laughs> my uh, our picture was too big. <laughs> but if you do like us and you want to work, it was a five-star Davey Meltzer. Go for it on Spotify. We love a bit of five-star-age. Yeah. Anything lower, don't bother. It does help, To be fair, though, it does help us grow the podcast and, and get yeah. more like ears and eyes on it. If you also... Want to subscribe to us on Spotify? Give us an old uh, super kick, slapping thighs. Don't be doing that. We don't like that. Don't be doing the AJ Styles Pele kick and slapping your ass as you do it, or whatever he does. <laughs> do, do do the Roddy Piper dirty Insigiri. That's all we want. <laughs> or give us a 97 Chris Jezza missile drop kick on it. Yeah, that'll do. <laughs> that will do. Anyway. We've uh, got a bit longer than we usually do these this day, these days. We're usually nice, concise, ninety minutes. It's been good though. It's been good. It was. It, it has was, been good. It was a big episode, I suppose, and there was a lot to chat about on there. It was. I mean, it started a bit slow, 
but it definitely got up to a peak, mm. and then we got the trough, i.e. the main event. <laughs> but this is this is Nitro. Yeah. But ups and sometimes downs. maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. <laughs> it is. A two social. Yep. <laughs> anyway, is there any further business, Matt? No, no, nothing else to report, big man. Well, I know he wasn't on the show, but it's time to go. Rey Mysterio. Mysterio. The preceding podcast gimmick that was paid for by Look at the Addicts.